Hey guys, welcome to another episode of More Than a Podcast. As always, it's your host James, back to give you guys more of the greatness. So you know what to do. Let's get right into it. Um, first thing I want to bring up: new episode of WandaVision. Um, was entertaining. I believe this was their fourth episode, and yeah, it was it was good. Um, you know, it's it's really funny how it how how this fourth episode. Uh, is a direct contrast to how the first two started because the first two were really wonky kind of funny I you know I definitely found myself laughing you know kind of like the you know following along with the audio uh, laugh tracks that they had installed in the you know sitcom style of the show um but man we're we're getting into some some you know some creepy crazy territory man um you know this is going to be spoilers uh for anybody who hasn't seen wandavision uh i would say if you haven't seen wandavision you probably want to uh skip this episode probably up until i'm done talking about wandavision and uh then listen in later but yeah we're going to be talking about some wandavision so um so here we go so the last episode was where the creep factor really started to get into present tense. And what I mean is I was more familiar with the Wanda that was in episode three, as opposed to two and one, you know, and two and one, like I I still didn't get what was going on. Um, There was a lot of freaky stuff going on. You, You know, Mr. Mr. Hart coming over and, choking you know on the floor and his wife just kept saying stop it stop it stop it stop it and i'm like what the heck is going on but episode four totally totally takes it into a whole different direction um where again as i i am i am more familiar with this version of wanda now now the one thing that i really did like about episode four is that it did not completely focus on uh wanda and vision it it's it expanded uh you know their view from the perspective of other characters that are involved and i really do enjoy that because it gives us a breather in a sense you know um and and again it it does allow us to observe the story and the content uh from other perspectives so in episode three as we've seen through four reiterated um wanda got rid of uh of uh uh, I forget her name. I think it's Rambo. I forget. I forgot her first name, but uh, she's the daughter of the uh, founder of Sword, which is kind of like Hydra. And uh, uh, there's another Shield. Yeah, there you go. So it's kind of like those, uh, you know, kind of secret agencies or whatever. And her mom made the place. Now, I now I didn't get the whole part about you know, the reappearing, like, I mean, she came out of nowhere, uh, you know, well, no, well, she was already in Wanda's world, but there was this point where they were showing her kind of reassimilating into a person out of particles or whatever. And then she's in this, uh, she's in this hospital and everybody's frantic. And I'm like, I don't know what's going on in this particular scene. So I did get a bit lost, but it was really cool to just kind of bring it 
again, from a perspective of other people who are dealing with it. So um, there were some other characters. As there's this FBI agent who I'm pr- I'm pretty sure he's going to be the comic relief, um, you know, going forward because he was having a dialogue with uh, what was her name from Thor? See, I I, I wish I would have just had all these names written down, but that would be cheating because I I want to. You know, I want to be as stupid as you guys think I am. <laughs> no, but um, um, the uh, the the nerdy chick from Thor, the one that called Mjolnir meow meow. I forgot her name though. But anyway, she shows up. So, and I don't think it's a cameo. I don't think it's a one off. I think she's gonna you know finish the series uh, as a pivotal character. Um, but they have this dynamic that is playing off, and it's really uh, hilarious. Her and the uh, the uh, FBI agent. I think it's just really really cool so um it leaves me to want more obviously that's what these shows are made for but it also leaves me really upset at disney plus because i don't like being told when i can watch anything it's so weird it's really weird i didn't have the same problem with uh, the mandalorian the reason why is because i let both both seasons just fly under the radar and I didn't get Disney Plus until WandaVision came out. So to be told, you know, to have seen all of The Mandalorian the way I did, I was completely satisfied. Enjoyed the way that I consumed that show. I watched every single show. I binged watched it. It was awesome. But I couldn't get the same. I can't get the same experience out of WandaVision. And I'm not even going. It's good. To me, this is the way that I'm viewing it. And then I'm closing this. This is going to make a fragmented experience. I like. I know I, I know people will say, well, how did you feel when you were watching sitcoms on television? Well, this well, sitcoms on TV were different because they weren't interconnected unless they were like two part specials. And then you kept yourself invested into the last episode or, or, or you know, whatever, you know, brings them together. But outside of that, they were all different scenarios. This is not the same thing. This is one big story broken up into about 10 to 12 parts, you know, or, what, or however many episodes they have. And they have the ability to just give it all to you right when you want it. Like I like I am I'm somebody that I believe that if you have a um, if you have a series that has it that has an interwoven story that's just going to go through every single episode, you have to release it all together. You have to. It just makes sense because by next week, like the week before, I'm going to forget, you know, I'm going to forget like the the little things that may be important. And then you got to keep doing those reiterations. You got to keep uh, doing those previously on this or you got to keep showing it from a different perspective, which I do. I do like, but I like it for narrative context, not to catch me up. That's where the problem lies so so you know i'm gonna i'm gonna go through this whole series right and i'm probably gonna feel least enthusiastic about it as i would if i would watch if i was able to watch the whole thing in one go i think if i was able to watch the whole thing in one go i i'd I'd have that fever and i'd be like this is awesome this is a great show they did a great job every single episode was awesome Love it, love it, love it. Can't wait for season two. Kind of like Netflix. I mean, I don't know. I mean, that that's just me. 
I'm just looking at it from a totally different perspective. Um, I, I, you know, again, I, I just, I, I, especially when I like something, like, why do I have to wait till Friday? Like, I got other things to look forward to on Friday, like my paycheck. I don't really care to think, be thinking about Disney Plus on Fridays. Like, that shouldn't be my agenda. You know, I'm not putting that on my calendar. Oh, it's Friday. It's time for Disney Plus. Like, no, 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 no. Um, <laughs> in other news, or we can say in, in news of video game releases, um, we got two games that came out that were really buzzing the uh, community. Uh, Atelier Riser, I believe, uh, 2 uh, got a sequel, and people are clamoring over that game. The Atelier games are... are I, I I label them as an oversaturated series, which has found prominence in its later years, because I remember they were shoveling those games out like so quick. But I, but I will say it, it's it's really to the credit of of the because uh, I remember <clears throat> first playing these games on the PlayStation Vita, right, and they were you know they were they were snapping these games out. But little to my understanding was that these games were already available in Japan for, you know, at least a year. So we were so behind. So everything that they were releasing, you know, even though it felt like it was coming out, you know, in six, nine, you know, month intervals. I mean, they they had already, you know, when I say they, uh, you know, Japanese uh, or Japan, they had already had the game and, you know, probably had beaten it and was over it and you know whatever it's kind of like the uh trails of cold steel you know it's like we 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 get what we think is the newest game and then you know japan is already playing the next in in line as far as the sequels so we're always like one or two steps behind like i just got three uh for the nintendo switch and four is out for ps4 which four had already been out in Japan, like for, I don't know how long. And I don't know if the series is continuing to go on. Cause I, I'm not, you know, I'm not so invested in any one of these series where I'm just like, okay, well how many more stories do they have that are already being played out? You know? Um, and as far as the Art- artillery series, that, that series is kind of weird because, well, well, I, I, it's weird, but it's also uh, respectable because they they go with different protagonists, kind of kind of in the sense of like a Final Fantasy. So you know you're gonna see different characters, um, you know within di- within uh, you know different cuts of 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 the series going through the overall story. The only thing that I ever ever say about that is. You know, if you, I find the Artillery series to be a very endearing type of story. You really care about the characters, and you you really get connected and all that sort of stuff. So then, when you show up with another series and it's not involving the characters that you care about, then you kind of get, you know, you you feel a sense of detachment. And that's like the one that I played. <clears throat> and again, I'm so bad at this. I should have I should have written notes. I should have done something. <clears throat> to uh you know help me uh you know streamline this information but I did it so take it as you want it <laughs> uh so the one that I played was involving a young girl and a uh, a guy <clears throat> and the guy I guess he came from some 
school from another part of wherever and that was the one i played and i really liked that i was like all oh, these characters are super awesome i like how they play off each other you know she's super ditzy he's super serious this is cool and then i get to make stuff awesome and they you know i didn't get another mainline series with them as the main protagonist again i think they were featured in other games but they weren't the main focus and that kind of upset me but with Artelia Riser 2, they're making that notion to follow behind characters that are endeared by the public, you know, in a, in a very large sense. So I think this is one thing that they're doing right. I think this shows that they're paying attention to what the public likes, what they want, what they need. Um, I haven't played the game yet. Uh, I am looking forward to playing the game. I just got, I got way too many RPGs, I'm telling you. I got way too many and um, the way I look at RPGs is like I look at books. It's like starting a book 14, 13 different times. And I'm all and I'm on chapter one in all of them. You know, it's just I'm never going to finish any of them unless I just focus. So um, I'm, 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 I think I'm going to let that one ride on the back burner for a minute. But, it's, it, you know, it's really it's really not going to make any sense because or it's not going to make anything better to let it uh, sit on the back burner because those artillery games, they don't go on sale ever. <laughs> they bundle them, but they really don't go on sale. Well, I guess, I guess essentially the bundle would be a sale, right? <clears throat> because I think they have like about three bundles, two or three bundles and the bundles are seventy nine ninety nine a piece and you get three games. So yeah, they're Yeah. They go on sale. They just don't go on individual sale. They just don't sell them in, in you know, individual games and and say okay here's a discount at least i haven't seen it if you've seen it let me know um another game that uh that released that people are uh talking about is a game called cyber shadow cyber shadow released for the nintendo switch and also i believe the pc and possibly the playstation and xbox um this is a game that i actually was looking at uh, one of my friends play, uh, shout out to hammer fist on Twitter. Um, and we were, and yeah, I was just, I was, I was enjoying the game. I enjoy what I saw. It looked cool, but I don't know if I would play it because those games frustrate me. Um, what I, okay. So <clears throat> as I was viewing the game being played and it was so funny because we both simultaneously said it, you know, um, this game it it kind of it, it definitely has feels of NES classics, but to me, it had feels in like several different directions at once. It looked it looked and felt like Mega Man. It looked and felt like Batman. It looked and felt like Ninja Gaiden. It looked and felt like a lot of different stuff, <clears throat> but it was still very very cool. And the narrative aspect, you know, and it looked a little bit like Metroid. It, it honestly, this is probably one of those games that's going to contend for game of the year. If enough people get behind it and they continue to support it with uh, with robust DLC and expand the story, because from what I've heard, uh, the writer only used 25 percent of the lore that he has created for this entire universe. So this is a thing, right? So this is not just a one-off. This is a thing. 
and whether he's going to expand the universe in DLC for this one story or he's going to expand them within uh, multiple games, you know, sequels and, you know, just kind of expansions. Who's to say? But there's there's a lot more to know. So I think this definitely has a chance to contend to being one of the better games that's been released this year. Um, I Again, another game I haven't taken the time to play, but... I'm pretty sure you know. Look, I, I, observing the game, I was like, "Yeah, this looks dope." But I, but again, I, I'm not apologetic when I say it. I just don't dig these type of games because I don't like being frustrated. I don't like overly dying, and and feeling like I didn't accomplish anything, and then just you know giving up and saying, "Okay, let's just move on to the next one." Um, which is funny because like now now I play a majority of my games on Google Stadia and what I used to do on PlayStation and you you'll see how much of a baby I am whenever I got really upset about a game I would stop it immediately and I would delete it off my hard drive that's the one reason that I that I enjoyed digital cuz I just wanted to just get it out of my face you know and, and it would be better to delete something that isn't tangible cuz if it was tangible I'd probably want to throw it <laughs> but um, yeah, I would just delete it off my hard drive and just say, get out of here. It's kind of like dismissing somebody from your home that you have been fed up with. Get out. Just get out. <laughs> and so, And you can't do that on Stadia. You know, everything has to stay right there in your face. But speaking of Stadia, um, they have just made a power move, power move, power move, uh, right in uh, time for the Super Bowl, which is next week. Um, and they've released uh, Madden 21, which is still a hot game to be playing, and uh, yeah, available on Stadia. And they got a really, really cool deal right now too. They um, have the standard edition for twenty nine ninety nine, so that's already on a bargain sale. But then they have their superstar edition for uh, twenty nine ninety five. Wow, right? Saving a couple of cents, but you're getting their normally, I believe it's a ninety nine dollar version, or I think that may be their their uh, $70 version. I'm not sure, but I, I think I think it's more their high tier version, but it's it's a few cents less than the standard. So it's a no brainer if you're going to grab and invest. But if you're on pro, you're playing for free like me. I've been playing for free for a few days. And to be honest, I've been thinking like, yo, I just might grab this game because they don't they come out with Madden's, I believe, in August uh you know right before the football season starts so i got a good long while to play and not feel like i'm playing a game from yesteryear um you know and i i've been in look i'm not big in the sports games i do like my i well i liked nba live when they were making them i don't care what anybody says the last four nba lives that they made were completely fantastic i enjoyed the heck out of them the reason why was because they were more accessible Unlike 2K, which is absolutely horrible, cannot ex- access it as a new player. They don't want new people to play. There, I said it. Um, but uh, yeah, like I enjoy uh, football games, and uh, you know, I've been playing around with a lot of their different modes, playing in their exhibition mode, just picking up the random team, going through their training sessions. I even played their uh, face of the franchise, which is their uh, story mode, kind of uh, you know. Y- 
RPG-ish type of uh, scenario where, you know, you have uh, little checkpoints that you have to accomplish within the games. And then you got dialogue choices that you got to make on a quick timer uh, in order to sway the uh, the direction of the story. Uh, pretty interesting. Uh, but the one thing that I, I am wondering <clears throat> why EA did, maybe they did it because it wasn't working out that well. For me, it always worked, but I don't know. But I wish they would have kept doing the whole facial recognition thing with the, uh, you know, they have the app and you can, you know, scan your face in and, you know, like it really immersed you in the story of the game if, you know, you know, when you're playing and, and they don't do that anymore. And I wish they still did it because it was, that was one of the cooler things and that's one of the things that kept me invested in, in games like this, you know, because if I really felt like, because I, 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 and I swear I hate, the other thing that they're, that they're, that they're not doing, they're not, um, they're not doing the um they're not doing the name recognition anymore um or at least i don't think so because i'm i keep getting referred to in the game as uh qb number 2 which which from the narrative stance that's how he started and then he's the starter and it's just this whole big drama thing but call me by my name i already typed my name in and i have the most general name in the english diction like i <laughs> Like you could say my name and they don't. So I don't know. Um, maybe if I maybe if I create my character and play with them through the franchise mode, they will. But um, I don't know. We'll see. So, yeah, Madden 21 made its uh, debut on uh, Google Stadia. And it's it's cool because uh, the Madden 21 is made with the Frostbite engine which uh, is a telltale to a lot of EA games that are made on that same engine. So if the fact of the matter is that they can easily and smoothly transition their game under that engine onto uh, the Stadia platform, then we should be able to look for more from under the EA banner, uh, things like FIFA, which I would be absolutely ecstatic about. Um, I didn't really, I don't really care for FIFA with their microtransaction mechanics, but I definitely enjoy the game as a whole. And I think that one of the bigger uh, things that, that make the game stand out a lot is the competitive nature of playing with people online. And, you know, with Stadia on the go, people are going to be able to have their competitive uh, matchups anywhere. And it's going to be cool. So I'm really, really uh, hoping that they make a major move with EA and get more of their titles on there because um, Ubisoft seems to be the biggest publisher that's on Stadia right now. Um, but then again, they're they're really just kind of pushing their whole uh, Ubisoft Plus and in that they're just putting out every single game that they own uh, on every, you know, digital platform. So, you know, it, it's going to be that way until other people invest their time and you know some of their properties into google stadia but it's it's getting better you know it's getting better google stadia is absolutely getting better if you haven't tried it i'd say give it a go um if you have tried it before and it was crap before trust me because i did um it's better now it is absolutely better now so give it a go um one of the other things that came to light this week got three new posters for uh, the Snyder Cut of Justice League. Uh, if you guys aren't in the know, uh, Zack Snyder was uh, the original director for 
the um, Justice League film. Uh, he unfortunately had to walk away. And Joss Whedon uh, took the helm of the film, finished the film off, and it was basically supposed to be Avengers in DC form. was not well received by the public, and many people believed and understood that you know, if Zack Snyder would have finished his film, this would have been a better fare. Um, and there was a petition that went on, and there was just this whole big to-do about this uh, thing called the Snyder Cut. And, um, you know, I think uh, he people have rung enough bells, and he's answered the call. And, you know, now we're getting, uh, you know, a full feature film. Now, that was the other thing that they were uh, talking about. So the uh, Justice League Snyder Cut is going to be premiering on HBO Max. So if you don't have a subscription to that, you might want to think about getting one around March because March is going to be when the Justice League uh, movie comes out on HBO Max. It's going to be March 18th, and I'm definitely going to be getting my uh, subscription to that. And yeah, it it was originally... Uh, by way of Warner Brothers going to be, um, I believe it's Warner Brothers. Uh, they were they were going to break it down into four one hour um, showcases, but no, now they're going to just do it as one big four hour film, and I am completely for that. That is going to be on a weekend where I have nothing else to do, and I am going to sit and eat and watch this amazing film because I know it's going to be good. There's no question that, you know, like you can always tell when something's going to be good just based on the amount of work and also the amount of silence. When people come out and they say, oh, yeah, I'm working really hard and this is going to be this is going to be a game changer, then, yeah, I don't really invest in stuff like that. But when people are quiet that to me is like the seismic shift I'm waiting for. That's going to be what rocks the boat and makes this whole thing like move in a direction that, that I know that I know is going to change the face of cinema. This is going to be big. This is going to be big. And I'm, I'm, I'm super on board for it. So justice league, March 18th, get yourselves ready, get HBO max. Cause I know I'm going to, and you should too. It's going to be great. Um, with that said, Warner Brothers has made a strategic move, which I'm all for, and they have committed themselves to releasing their entire, entire 2021 uh, calendar day and date on HBO Max. So they're going to release everything that they have on the schedule for 2021 in theaters if you have a theater that is open. Now, I don't know... Um, how theaters are operating in your uh, states and your countries, wherever you are residing currently. But I know where I am. We don't have theaters. I'm in the middle of California, one of the biggest uh, metropolitan areas in the world. And we don't have theaters. So I don't even know why they keep advertising theaters. I don't. But if there are theaters out there in the world that are still open, awesome. Great. Hope you go see it. But I don't have that luxury. So this makes me very, very happy to know that Warner Brothers is going to be uh, releasing their movies 
on HBO Max. This this is something that that is going to allow me to stay committed to a service because sometimes you 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 know you get like Disney Plus. You'll say I'm getting Disney Plus because I want to watch The Mandalorian. And then beyond that, it's like, well, what else do you want to do? Because The Mandalorian, as far as the episodes, you can watch that in a matter of a week or a couple of weeks. So what else are you going to do? I don't know. (laughs) Or if you're really a fan about Disney, there you go. But I usually don't have an incentive past a particular point to stay invested in any streaming service. I come around to Netflix. I'll watch all of American Horror Story, and then I'll cancel Netflix. They'll put out a new show. I'll go re, re uh, reinstate my account, watch that, cancel it again. Amazon Prime, same exact thing. You know, like I'm in and out of these these services. The only reason I'm staying with Disney Plus is because it doesn't make any sense for me to cancel after every episode of WandaVision. I'm just going to stick with it, wait till it's all done, and then I'll cancel then. Not a shame to say I'm going to cancel, but HBO Max, I'm going to stay. I'm going to stay seated because that's going to be. I mean, when you think about how often films come out, right? And and, and this, and we're not talking about shows. We're talking about straight up films. Like the 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 buffer between them is inconsequential. Because the entertainment is going to be there. And plus, there's going to be so much more there outside of what I'm waiting for within the year's calendar of 2021. I mean, they're going to have some stuff. Space Jam with LeBron James is coming out. Mortal Kombat. You know, you got the Snyder Cut. You got a lot of stuff coming out uh, from Warner Brothers this year. And it's going to be huge. And, I, and and this is what I'm hoping. This is what I'm hoping. I'm hoping somewhere down the line, first and foremost, I hope somewhere down the line, theaters open back up and we can get back to normal life. That would be the most ideal. But since we're not, since that's not the case and that's not the way that the world is working at the moment, I want other studios to fall in line and follow suit with this terrific plan because this is what we need. You want to keep us entertained, then find a way to do it and bring it to us where we're stuck. We're stuck at home, so bring the movies to us. I've said this several times. AMC should be working hard in their R&D department on how to create an app that is Similar to a like, I mean, a, like the blueprint to a streaming app should be completely elementary to all of these companies. And then you just implement your own flavors to it. And boom, you got AMC. If you if they made an AMC site and they had the studios committed to releasing their films on this digital format. I, I would I would be so into that. To be honest, I'd probably cancel Netflix and everything else because the one thing that I enjoy is a theatrical movie. And no, I don't need to be at a theater to watch a theatrical release. But that's neither here nor there. So, you know, it, either way, I'm 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 just I'm I'm here for it. I'm just going to wait and see what happens. But I'm definitely thinking that uh, the Warner Brothers, um, the Warner Brothers strategy is going to work out for them, you know, they're going to they're going to make a lot of money 
and nobody's going to be mad at him for it. So what do you think? Do you think Warner Brothers is silly for uh, releasing their entire uh, library of content to be released in 2021 on streaming services like HBO Max? Uh, are you excited for the Snyder Cut to be released on March 18th? Uh how are you feeling about Madden 21 overall? And if you are playing it, are you playing it on Google Stadia? Uh, have you picked up Cyber Shadow uh, or Artillia Riser uh, 2? Have you picked either one of those games up? And what did you think of WandaVision Episode 4? Was it as trippy for you as it was for me? Because for me, it was really trippy. Well, that's going to do it, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. As always, I do enjoy making this content for you. Um, hopefully uh, we can see you guys back here next week so we can talk more about the things that are entertaining us and how we get our lives to go on. Well, with that being said, do me that favor, guys. Take care of yourselves and each other, and I will see you guys next time. Bye, guys. <laughs>